So, uh, Ludovico, uh, you got away with this one here, but uh, you're not going to get away the next time. So, uh, it's one nothing for you, but uh, don't worry. What goes around comes around. Okay. Well, I hope he says the same thing when Fiorentina plays against Milan. Oh. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Serie A Audio Experience with IFTV. We've got some new faces who've actually been part of a lot of podcasts before, but together, we're all new. Um, we got Antonio, who just left for Italy. We got my dad, who's on his way back from Italy. And Peter, who was just at the funeral. He went to the two best games. Like Ludo said, right. how, how, how many goals? goals? He saw 11 goals in two games. Wow. Peter was at Fiorentina, Napoli, and then he went to Inter Lecce. You're right. 11 goals, 11 goals. in two days. That's wow. not bad. That's yeah. not bad. <laughs> but every, every game this guy goes to, he, he gets lucky with, uh, with, with the, the games. He went, you guys went to the Derby. He was happy. They mm -hmm. win. They win the Derby. So everywhere he goes, he gets something else. He Antonio, brings them success. He brings them luck. <laughs> Maybe you should better stay away from the derby <laughs> yeah, in February. I'm going this year, not oh, this yeah. year. But guys, we actually have an uh, IG stories at Italian Football TV. We'll put it on the link so you can check it out. He he was there before the game, during the game, and after the game. So it was ni a nice little story, S nice little. Speaking match. of IG stories, um, Antonio uh, Peter recorded showing the Champions League patch on the Inter jersey. Oh, and Sebastian, you're a Milan fan, so I know you're gonna stick up for him. <laughs> Antonio was so mad, even on the phone. He's like, I'm gonna kick that guy's ass a, when he comes I, over. I'm not gonna lie, even when I saw it, I was a little mad. <laughs> Because like, I'm trying to take it low, everything lighthearted with all the jokes, but even just seeing that it burned a little bit, <laughs> my soul. But we'll get back there, don't worry. So we got a good mix. Ludovico, obviously, you guys know the Napoli fan. Ludo, when we were in um, when we were in Miami and Detroit, when we were with the team, everybody asked for you. They said, we need Ludo on the podcast more. We need the Napoli fan back on. Well, glad to be back. So we always got you. And Sabino from Growing Up Italians, if you guys don't know um, what he's doing, he's been on a bunch of podcasts now. Uh, does a really good job at Growing Up Italians. Not Interfan. Huge very person. great very, guy. That's how you know he's a great guy. Very. We, we put Michael and Savino on this side. The the two Inter fans <laughs> the now. You see, he says that, but then on the prediction video, he doesn't say that Inter's gonna <laughs> win. Still didn't give it to them. Yeah, we're gonna make you guys predict <laughs> some too. What were you gonna say? You're gonna you're gonna go out of? Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It. yeah. You know, he said he said Juventus is gonna win. He actually said Inter. Was I said Inter's gonna win. And he he of all people said Inter. I said Inter's gonna win. I think I, they're I gonna. Respect. He's doing this no, stuff. No, 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 no. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Juve's bench is insane. Yeah, I know they have a lot. Like they showed the eleven benches. Yeah. They could start. Like they can fight for a European absolutely. spot. Their second, their second. Yeah, but the squad. team's still taking. Like they're forced to sell. They they have to they sell. They have to. Yeah, they, have to. they need so they much. need to sell, and uh, hopefully they gonna. will conclude a couple of uh, of uh, players that will uh, eventually leave by uh, by uh, next week mm -hmm. before yeah. the market closes yeah they're going to have Yeah to. They, they definitely will they I'm definitely shocked to see yeah, yeah, I think we all were. To be yeah. like, I'm not shocked. Well, think about. Who's I the figured coach. he was going to start. Well, we all figured he was going to start. We all thought the yeah, he was exactly. going to leave. Though. Think about who's the coach now. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Know, he loves that guy. Yeah, no, I, I'm not. I'm not that surprised. I didn't think he'd be here with Juve still. To be yeah, honest. but it was. A, I, I have to say, this was an electric start of the season. We couldn't have asked for a start of the season more exciting that's than true. this one. I counted up the goals. I tallied up the goals. Serie had more goals than any other league. This this this, uh, week. this weekend they had 32 goals. I think Bundesliga had had like 31. No, Serie A had 33. Bundesliga 32. Premier League 30. And La Liga 18. 
Wow. Just to just to give a little perspective, because a lot of people like to say Serie is too boring. Yeah, yeah, same yeah, amount yeah. of games. We got the bragging yes. rights this week. So, this yeah, weekend, right? this one we we started off with a bang, especially, <laughs> and and speaking about a bang, and like we were talking about Instagram stories, and Antonio and Ludo, you guys were going off. Uh, this weekend when we went to play, we went to play at Verrazano. Oh God, yeah. So much so that Antonio, <laughs> when he called me today, he asked me, he goes, Marco, is Ludovico going to be on the podcast? And I, <laughs> and I told him, yeah, I said, I said, listen, Ludovico's going to be there. He goes, okay. He goes, I'm going to send you an audio message and you're going to play it right after Ludovico talks. So afterwards, after when we speak about the Napoli game, we'll that's, have... That's a jealousy talking. <laughs> <laughs> but hey at least we could shut him off for once i can remember, stop it whenever we want remember what i said i believe it was a few podcasts ago when i said that when the fox cannot reach the grape <laughs> you know what it says it's sour exactly is antonio one of those guys that just sends voice notes all day no he no, doesn't no he actually doesn't i think yeah. i think he might have learned what it is <laughs> just right now he's, he's, the kind of so. puts, he's the kind of guy that puts a lot of emojis though, yeah. yeah he uses the same like five emojis yeah. all day long yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that those are his favorites he has them on uh, yeah exactly <laughs> and i think Sano has an emoji <laughs> yeah. oh my god well, well we'll talk about Casano too because he he went off on tiki taco but let's start off let's start off with the games uh and then we'll, we'll jump around a little bit and and we'll talk about everything Juventus started off with a win against Parma uh 1-0 win to be, I, I missed the first half I missed the first half Yo, actually I really thought Allegri was still a coach because <laughs> that game was I don't know if anyone else saw it, but that game was so boring I heard the first half was so much better than the second I the second half I saw I and it was know. it looked like Overall, Allegri was, was still the coach good, but... yeah from Ronaldo from yeah, that yeah. It, was, uh, it was offside by like a finger my my opinion on the Juventus game is, number one is after 50 minutes, the team was dead. Mm -hmm. Physically, they just went down. But everyone is under the impression that just because Saturday went to Juventus, that they're going to see the same kind of soccer that they saw in Naples. In Napoli, you had players that they were coming off, they were coming from a non-so-good season. So when you have a locker room that they're willing to follow you, unconditionally follow you. And I remember a couple of players, after when Sarri came in, they wanted to leave. And then after two weeks, they went to Sarri and said, no, I want to stay. They have to follow you unconditionally. Now, Juventus, when you have that kind of team and that kind of bench, when you have that kind of roster, I don't know if they're willing to follow you unconditionally or if they're going to say after a couple of months, they're going to say, okay, we're not going to do these type of practices or we're not going to do an hour and a half of tactics every single day because we're getting tired of this. Also, That's my opinion. Ronaldo. So you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, have right? to, you have to adjust according to the players that you have, that you are coaching. Mm -hmm. He didn't create the same style of play at Chelsea. He had Hazard, which to me is one of the best, if not the best player in the world. Hazard had his best year, like, stats-wise. Well, he knew already, if Hazard was on, on that particular day, if the light was on, Chelsea would win. If Hazard's light was off, Chelsea would lose. But he, he was not able to create that at Chelsea. They didn't follow him. He couldn't do it because he didn't have that, that, uh, uh, those players at his disposal. The same with Juventus. So, yes, the fundamentals are there. Those are the basic fundamentals, but you're not going to see the entire show that you saw when he coached those three years 
in Naples. You have to look at the look at the midfield. That's my opinion. No, I agree with you completely because I was looking at the midfield and I see Matuidi who dribbles a ball and he has no control over it. I see Kedira who still I don't believe how he's in the midfield and and Pjanic who's the only one to me that's at that level. The midfield still lacks so much, and I don't think you could play this Sari ball, like you want to say, with these kind of guys that, that are still starting. And I know we haven't seen Ramsey, we haven't seen Rabiot, which we don't know. Or Dybala. But I, specifically in that center midfield, where I don't see how it works. You saw, it was so sloppy. It was such a sloppy game. Um, and it, it's weird. Like, like, like we predicted. We said this, though. It's going to be a huge transition period. I think three months, you're going to see a lot of... It's probably going to be better than this, but it's going to take... There's going to be it's growing gonna pains. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of growing pains, specifically... And you see how many lost balls between Bonucci, between Deshio, between the midfielders who just don't have, like, what you're saying, that synergy of everybody being together and everybody doing the same thing. We saw some yeah. good things, some bad things. He also kept... He also started with the same exact guys as last year, besides Iguain, who really was kind of part of the team. Um, you know, Delict was left on the bench for the full match. I know he was a little bit annoyed that he was left on the bench. He, he said that he was shocked that he didn't get a chance to even step on the field. Yeah, yeah. and he said, he said, of course, you know, I know that Bonucci and Chiellini, it'll take time, but he said he, he thought he would play. And then Dybala, who was left on the bench the entire time, and guys like Bernadeschi are still, still getting playing time, who to me are not part of Juventus or should not be, be coming well, in at Juventus. You can blame also Sarri because Sarri, up to now, he still doesn't know who's going to stay and who's going to go that's, that's by true. next week. The Mercato is still open. So. The Mercato yeah. is still yeah. open, so certain players that the club, that the the uh, the uh, or direttore, the, uh, the director, the sporting director, said that they're going to be leaving, we don't know if they're going to leave. Yes, mm -hmm. they can stay in Serie A, but then Champions League, he has to eliminate, he has to... He cannot put five to six players on the Champions League list. There's still a lot of question marks. To me, there is. wasn't it's impressed. Take, it's going to take time. Wasn't impressed, but also I'm not surprised. I didn't expect to see anything other than a lot of sloppy play. And yeah. I think Juventus were really lucky at a point that Padma wasn't better than what they could have done because if it was a stronger team, they would have scored a goal. I, I was One goal easily. I was disappointed easily. in Padma, man. Last year they played They played with so much heart. Maybe it was just off game their first time coming together. They yeah, were at Padma home too, by the way. Padma they were at home too. I, I, I wouldn't say they didn't, they didn't give anything because I thought they caused problems. Uh, uh, they maybe they, didn't, maybe they didn't take advantage of uh, some of the opportunities. But other than that, not much to talk about. But speaking of the, the offsides of Ronaldo, I heard an opinion. I wasn't going to bring it up, but there was a guy on Tiki Taka, and we'll talk about Tiki Taka, the show in Italy that, that like Cassano and Vieri and all of them are part of. There's another guy who I don't know what he does. Who's the guy with the long hair? Cruciati. Cruciati. Who is he? He's well, a he's young a, guy. He's a young guy. Right. He's a, uh, basically he's a, uh, uh, an opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He wasn't a player, I right. didn't think, right? He, he made a point. He says that Davo Ronaldo, he said those kind of calls that are centimeters or millimeters or whatever you want to call them, he said those should not be called off sides. He's saying not by the rules. He's saying the rule should be that it's not because he's saying there's no advantage. He actually argued. He said Ronaldo's at a disadvantage. And he wasn't just saying for this play. He's saying in general. He said anything like that that's so slight doesn't really give you an advantage. And he says even Ronaldo, you see, he has to take a step back. So he stays on side and then goes forward. He's, what do you guys think about that? No, I think that's... He, well, he, I, he was saying uh, uh, an offside needs to be like a lot more than a millimeter, well, like a toenail on this, off. On this particular subject, whether the, uh, uh, the offside should be called, not the offside, or that's a penalty or not a penalty, we can be here. We could talk. We could have a podcast for 
30 hours consecutively and we will have different opinions Let's on this. Let's do it. Now, what is the <laughs> difference between if you're offside by 10 meters or if you're offside by 5 inches? He's saying it's still it's well, still an offside. Well, 5, yes, inches, it five away inches from is the dynamics. 5 inches of the is play, a lot. But the rules were set rules were set were set to be followed. Yeah. And if all the teams accepted the rule, you have to accept the 5 inch offside. Not that I agree with it, because I think the dynamics. But he's not saying five inches, play, though. Yeah, he's, saying he's, say, he's saying like Michael, literally, like, a, like, a like millimeter. Well, millimeter. When, I, when I say five inches, like it yeah. could be, but it's still you're talking about one inch, two inch. You're talking about ten meters. Yeah. Technically speaking, it's, it's still, still offside. offside. Still so offside. when the rule was put in, in into effect, that everybody accepted these new rules and regulations, now you have to go by them. Mm -hmm. Do we agree on it? Because it takes away the dynamics of the play. Like the the guy was saying. Yes, we agree. But now we, we that's agree. A, but that's his point. Disagree. He's not. He's not saying it wasn't offside. Correct. He's just saying that he doesn't think that the rule should be that. He thinks when it's clear, he says otherwise. It's it's a robot. He said because even a human eye can't see. He said the linesman could never see if it's that little that he has an advantage. He goes and you're putting the attacker at a disadvantage because he has to pull yeah. back and then go forward. It was just it was I an interesting it, thing that I get I, it, but it will get too complicated. I didn't I didn't think yeah. I could agree with yeah. it, should but then I was like, yes, no, no, I, I perfectly understand what he's saying. But then you have to go to the other side and say, okay, these are the rules. Everyone accepted yeah, them. Yeah. Now everybody has to follow them. Whether it's one inch or it's 10 meters, everyone, has, think, to follow, no, everyone has to follow those rules. And you have VA, uh, the, uh, the bar room, and they have to make sure that the, the calls are made properly. Yeah, it's their job. I so agree. No. That's their job. No, yeah, even going off of what he said and going on to any of the new rules, once you establish a new rule, and exactly like Ludo said, once all the teams come to a consensus and, and accept it, it has to be unanimous. It can't be still the subjective type of exactly. playing, type yeah. of style. Because then the there's referee. so much complaining at yeah. the end of the day. Because yeah. then it's yeah. not it's right. It's not justified to the other teams yeah. that they're going to suffer by that. They're not going to receive that. So but other examples like the handball situation this yeah. weekend yeah. Like we exactly. saw for the first time too. There was a lot of controversy and like that in different situations where you have we'll one game. You have one game where they're able to get one and it seems very controversial. And then in another game where it looks kind of <laughs> obvious. Coming out. Like no definite answers when it comes to offside and handballs. It's all subjective. It's like, did he do it in purpose or but not? The, but oh, the point oh, is, is that once you're implementing the new rule that they're stipulating, yeah. you have to stick to exactly. it. But again, not not to put words into the guy's mouth who made it. He was not saying he was not arguing that. Yeah. Yeah. He was arguing that the rule shouldn't be like that. And he also argued the handball, um, which we'll, we'll we'll get to after we we explain the game, which I think is going to cause the biggest debate, oh, more so, so on the rule. The gun a little bit then, but okay, <laughs> Fiorentina Napoli, four to three, Dude, that Napoli was incredible. won. Incredible! What, what a electric. Before what I start anything, yo. I wanna I wanna tip my hat to Fiorentina, man. They they weren't even supposed to get even close to that. They scored three goals against arguably one of the toughest defenses in Italy. So <laughs> the best I think you brought the that best one up. Yeah, you brought that <laughs> one up right away. Which part? Oh, the defense part? <laughs> nah, if Manolas wasn't there, would you have said, would you have said it like that? Oh, yeah. I think he would have waited to bring I mean, that yeah, up. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but no, no. Regardless, though, uh, yeah, Fiorentina. They did amazing. They deserved at least a point because yeah. they played amazing for for who they had on. They were fighting. The stadium was full it was just an amazing debut for the new management too so uh, i was sad not, uh, for not for not for 
for them not getting a point. I agree. I agree with Mike. It was it was the first game under the Comiso era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of you know just happiness. You saw Comiso. He actually said he wanted to sit in the curva with the fans. Yeah. But he said my back is so bad, and my doctors were like, "No, you can't." Um. So that's the kind of guy that he is, and I think there was a lot of enthusiasm with the fans. You see how excited. There's finally a team that wants to compete, and I think that that matched with the team on the field. And you you saw guys like Sotil. Um, pool god and, and a lot of uh, players that, that that were just they there was a there was a spirit over there that that they wanted to do more than what they've always done not just be there but to actually try to compete mm-hmm. against the second best team in Italy from last season the team that finished in second place uh, so my hat tip to Fiorentina absolutely and I think that that's a testament to Fiorentina this season I think that they're gonna have a fire under their asses sure. that they're ready to prove some people wrong with some young players and then the mix of experience. Um, so I agree with you, Mike. I think that they were very unlucky to uh, to to lose this game and not at least get a point. I thought they, they deserved it. Um, but at the same time, Napoli uh, did really good at, at capitalizing on their chances. Really? I mean, they had like Yo, two they chances scored, and they bounced they back. Every Napoli, when they wanted to score, it just happened right away. Like, I think it was a third goal Fiorentina score, like Napoli answered back right yeah. away. We couldn't even Three see passes. a second we could even see yeah. the second preview of the other goal yeah. and they score like They were just showing the highlight and then they scored exactly. one more. Yeah, right. Out of nowhere. Fiorentina, like you guys were saying, they came out on fire. New ownership and the twenty four thousand plus uh uh people at the at the stadium. And uh, Montella has to find a balance between the experienced players and the younger players. I think their defense needs to be adjusted a little bit it lacks experience and i think also i'm not too convinced about their goalkeepers i think he should have done a little bit better on a couple of goals yeah the goalkeeper from this is my opinion now after five minutes you have a penalty that sets the game that sets a different tone to the game a penalty that again we spoke about this five minutes ago new rules new regulations the arm was out it's a penalty. It should have been called, but now it puts the game into a different tone where Napoli is forced now to basically uh, attack. And I felt that Alan and Zielinski, they were not synchronized. Plus, you have Koulibaly, who came two weeks ago, never played with, uh, with Manolas, and they the defense bad. was not balanced. Yeah, they they, were, they were not they playing together. Pleased, yeah. And then you had this... Uh, you had... Um, uh, Insigne that had a, uh, a decent game, two assists, a couple of goals. The penalty should not have been a penalty for Napoli. Of course, that's another the, uh, uh, discussion. But like you said, Napoli wanted, whenever they wanted to score, they could have scored. And Fiorentina did play a great aggressive game, but then the last 20 minutes you saw that they, they went down and that's when Napoli came out. And of course, the experience... Uh, prevailed. came out, yeah. prevailed the uh, the experience of the team. But Fiorentina can be a good team, uh, but they need a couple of more signings, and they need to find that balance between the experienced yeah. and the new players uh, on the uh, on the field. And Montella will be a good uh, a good coach to to uh, to find the right uh, mix for that. I thought Mertens and Insigne were unbelievable. Hmm. They played amazing. Well, they, they know each other. Here we go again with Sarri. Yeah. That, yeah, we, we see, right, you have that chemistry, yes. Uh, Ancelotti is the coach, but what you see sometimes in certain plays, the way they fly, the way they come out, and the way they do those passes and, the, and those triangles and those one touches, it's still the 
it's still Sarri ball. It's still the, that style of, of, uh, of play. Yes, a little bit of fine-tuning, a little bit of a tune-up from Ancelotti, but deep down, it's still that, uh, it's still that style of play. Even though I, still, I think we're still missing a center forward. We're still I missing someone that can finalize a, someone in the, in the area. And I think, yes. and I think Icardi <laughs> would be based on the, based on the percentage so. of play that Napoli produces. Remember, Napoli, they get to the other yeah, side yeah. of the net yeah. very, very easily. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get to the other side. But if you have that person in the middle that can put, you know, the, 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 uh, the amount of chances that Napoli creates during the game, if you have that person there in the middle that can put those balls in, Yes, then we could talk Scudetto. That's, that's the exact thing that Icardi does best, too. Like, Icardi is the perfect finisher. He's the guy. He doesn't create he much. Whatever, he doesn't correct. do a lot of stuff. Other, but he's always in the right place. Right. You he have knows to create how to get for him and serve exactly. it on a Which is built for the Napoli that, that they have. He's fit for that style of, uh, he's fit for that style of play. But speaking, speaking of the experience at Fiorentina, Boateng, who comes on, his first shot was a rocket that, that, almost, uh, that almost tricked Meret to mm -hmm. going in. And then his second touch was the goal that he scored. And I think that's, last year, Fiorentina was the youngest team in Europe. In all five leagues, he, they were the youngest team in Europe. And they, they lacked a player like Boateng, who could come in in the 60, 65th minute, whatever the hell he came in, and be like, guys, this is what we need to do to elevate our game. You need to take a shot. We need to get the momentum on this, on this team. And Boateng, I'm just saying Boateng, just because you know he came in and he was more fit. You know, Ribéry, he only said he had like five, ten minutes um, in him to play because you know yeah, he's been out River for a, pretty, he's been out for a little while. I feel that if uh, Fabian Ruiz of Napoli plays twenty to thirty yards a little bit uh, uh, back, Napoli is a little more balanced. That's my that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I will put Zielinski in oh. that a little well, not actually forward, oh, yeah. but to Attacking be between mid. the to be between the lines mm -hmm. between the lines. I felt that Napoli was on the field, Napoli was, uh, was unbalanced. When you have Fiorentina players carrying the ball for 30, 40 meters and nobody trying to take the ball away from you, you're going from one side of the field to the other side and there's a huge gap in the middle, then there's something wrong with the balance of the uh, team. They're not compact. And yeah, the same uh, argument could have been made for Fiorentina too because they're still trying to play together. This is the first time the team has been put to a real tough test like this. You saw how the... How Insigne and everybody on the left-hand side kept drawing them over to the side, and they kept buying Kadia home free for the ball over there, and then they kept feeding him the ball. And every time he would get there, it would be very dangerous for Fiorentina. You would see all those opportunities that were there. So both teams, but I agree with you definitely. If you would have Ruiz a little further back and Zielinski further up, probably a lot more balanced, I agree. I yeah. wanted to add that uh, yo, Boateng's goal, well, Marco was saying Boateng's goal was amazing, but I, I was even more surprised that he's like 33 and he did that, those flips. Like, three, you know, three cartwheels. I was like, Whoa, did, I was like <laughs> where did that come from? I was like, how old is this guy? <laughs> he's a, he still do it. He's, he's, young, he's, he's like, young at heart. Wow. He's young at heart. Really no, is. but the Fiorentina, I think that both teams, it kind of reminded me of a Premier League game. Like, at least the first half well, was like, well, it was so yeah. intense. Very intense. But it was what they intensity. It on Sky. On Sky, they said for the first 30 minutes, they felt like it was a Premier League game and it was the pace that there was. It was really exciting and I think both defense let each other down yeah, you know sure. Napoli's defense was bad Fiorentina's defense and and uh, keeper were, were poor um, let, let's talk about the controversy which is what the thing that everybody wants to hear about um, first off we'll start with the handball and before we even start with the handball we got to say the new rule because there's a new rule that's yeah. in place last year this would not have been 
um, a call would not have been a call for a penalty kick. So the new rule states, um, and Ludo, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you know even better than I do, um, that no matter what, no matter the intent, as long as the arm is in an unnatural position, even if it hits his freaking chest and then hits there, or even if the player um, is inside the box and hits it directly at the guy's hand, as long as it's in an unnatural position and hits the hand, it is a penalty kick. No longer is intent. You have your hand has to go towards the ball. You have to be directed towards the ball. So right away we saw this go in. And also shout out to uh, the kid Gaetano. What's his last name? Castrovilli. Castrovilli, who's from Body, yeah. who actually played a great game. He was the one who, who earned the penalty kick. I have to give, stop talking about it. Antonio <laughs> says he's worth forty-five million already. By the way, <laughs> after, after the first game, I knew he was. <laughs> he's, he's number eight. He's number eight for Fiorentini. He was actually really good, but he not did, forty-five he did, million. He did pretty well. He did well. He was the one who got the 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 penalty, who hit the ball, and then it hit Zielinski. Um, it hit Zielinski's side of his chest first, and then hit, hit his, like his hit his um, bicep. Technically, according to this new rule, it's a penalty kick. Not that I agree with it. We could discuss it right Correct. now. Right. It's the dynamics, like we said. Like, Zielinski's arm was out, and this is something you teach a 12-year-old uh, uh, youth player, that you stick Youths? your arm out <laughs> from uh, preventing the player to get to the ball. Mm -hmm. You don't want him to get to the ball. That's why the, the arm is out. Just like when they go up for head balls, they bow their ball. shoulder. Yeah. And they put their arms on the shoulders so the opponent doesn't yeah. jump, jump high enough, enough and you jump high yeah. in it. These are things that you teach 12, 13-year-old uh, uh, guys. Mm -hmm. So the arm was out. It's something that you do natural. You've been doing it for years. And it's then for the, balance. The ball bounced yeah. on the knee. The, he hit the knee up and he hit the ball. Yes, it's, it's, it's Technically. a penalty. Technically. Technically, it's yes. a penalty. It's a penalty. But if you analyze the dynamics of it, should have been a penalty. It's a little harsh. I don't know. No, but now what the rule explains that if his arm would have been there, he could have done maybe some kind of sombrero, like, you know, to, to, to kick the ball Come on. over Zielinski's head, try something That's and crazy. create a, a, an opportunity. But these are rules that they, they have to be implemented. But now, here's my but. Let's hope these rules get implemented Throughout all the games, Here's the no next matter problem. consistent, <laughs> Thank no matter you. Here's who the next is problem. playing, Thank you. <laughs> He's who back. is playing on the field, who are the teams and who are the colors, you know, which are the colors of these teams, that these calls are made unanimously 100% on every, to, to favor everyone and not that we, one week something gets called and another week something else does not get called. The problem, it's all subjective. Correct. Exactly. It, yeah. It's all subject. It's Mertens' all penalty it was not absolutely was not a penalty, but that was a miscommunication between the VAR room no. and the and the referee. Did they have all the images at their disposal? Did they have all the angles for them to they see? They said this? that they had more angles than what we saw. But first, first, like you're saying about this. Now the thing is about the about the rule. I don't like the rule. I, I personally, I don't agree with it because to me, Zielinski, you, know, you need to balance. Your, your arms are used as balance, right? And I know that when you're defending or cross is coming in the box, you got to put it like this. But when the play's coming up, look, even naturally, I just did it. You raise your I'm, arms. You raise yeah. your arms for balance, to, to hold yourself balanced. So I don't think that a ball, a player's in the box, he hits a ball in your hand and it's by your side and it gets hit, that's a penalty. But now on the flip side, the only good thing that I can find from it is that it should be black and white. It should be no matter what, it hits the hand right. like that, it's there. And then in the Milan game, we see hits uh, Samir, was Samir the, the Udinese defender? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hits his arm, 
point blank. Yeah, it was bad. And then they call. Arm or hand? But no, did no, you no, see that? no. They, no. They, was, they, they explained it why they, it was not a penalty. They ex- they explained afterwards that it that hit his. Hit the, the they saying it's it hit hitting the shoulder. shoulder. To me, it looked like it hit him. To me, it looked like it hit the arm. So all of now, I understand. If you're a Milan fan, you're like, are you kidding me? The entire rule shows, like Sebastian would say here. I don't like the rule. Personally, I don't think it's good. And also, that guy made another example. He was like, no, actually, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. Somebody was like, if you had a player like Cassano, and Cassano (laughs) was sitting next to him, who he said is the most precise shooter in in football has ever seen, he goes, he'll go inside the box. Five times, he'll hit the ball. He'll just shoot it right at the defender's hand. He'll get five penalty kicks. He goes, Cassano will have five goals a game because he knows exactly how to hit the guys. Right? Yeah. What, like, yeah, but that's what happened with the guy with the knee. He saw the no, arm out, and the guy with the knee, he went... You think he did it for the penalty there? Absolutely. Absolutely. He could have yeah. stopped the ball. He no, could have no, put no. his leg down. Okay, I think in a way he saw the opportunity there, and he took it. I think the rule, I think the rule is not good. To personally, I don't like the rule. I agree well, with but you. But now they have to be put in... These rules now, they have to be learned. They have to be... Um, now, everybody asked... It, it's not easy also for these referees now to basically adapt and such short notice yeah, that too. to all these that new too. rules yeah, and, and, and regulation. There's a lot of there's a lot of work to be done. Like, yeah. But you don't think they're doing training before? No, I'm the sure season? they are, yeah. But I'm like sure you said, it still takes still a real game situation. Nah, I don't know. That doesn't make it fair. When I see that, that doesn't make it fair. Like, yo, naturally, when you're running, when you're jumping, you have your hands out sometimes. I understand if it's in the box or something, and it's cross, but something like that. that that's what I'm saying. Like, when a cross is coming in, I adapted to that. I said, yo, you're supposed to put your hands behind your back. But when the ball's coming up in a box, you have to put your arms out. You're balancing yourself. jumps like this. Yeah, you can't. Agree. What what I don't find uh, appropriate is that let's say something happens uh, on a particular day, a particular play where it's a penalty, questionable. The ref goes and checks the VAR. Okay, it's a penalty. The following week, different game, same exact episode. It's not consistent. It doesn't get checked. And it's not consistent. It's not consistent at all. But we see it so many times. We see it so many times. But even even look how many times even in a situation when there's instances where you can go check in the game and the referee is right there. Look at the Fiorentina-Napoli game, for example. How many times when we were all together watching the game, the referee is looking right at the situation. It's not like he had a terrible view. And even so, even if you had a terrible view, how many angles they have? If they're if they're suggesting yeah. that they have more angles than we do on television, it should be a how no are they missing that. Yeah. So, so the, the VAR should have told the them. On metal things, it was not a penalty. The next the next issue is that one. We talked about the handball, which was the first penalty for Fiorentina. Technically, yes, penalty for me. I don't like the rule, but the rules say it's a penalty. Next one, Mertens. Yeah, that was messed never up. a penalty. That was messed. He should no, absolutely not. Never it was a, penalty. Not a penalty. I it think was it was more penalty on Ribery. At the yeah, end, yeah. even though I think the pl- the referee was fooled by also Ribéry's hand at the beginning when he was holding the Napoli's defender shirt, and mm-hmm. you could see it, and then uh, his eye pulled them down. But but afterwards. bigger but bigger picture, because when I saw the Mertens go down at first, I thought I thought Castrovilli, who was the same guy, I thought he tripped him. I did from my view right away in lifetime. I thought he tripped him. Well, perfect. But that's we, why we have VAR. Yeah, exactly. right? That's why exactly that's why. we have VAR. So then we saw the first replay, and you see Castrovilli moves his leg back to jump out of the way. Mertens puts his forward, doesn't get touched, and falls he to the ground. He initiated his foot as from if the, he was from the first From the first one, you could tell that it wasn't. So And the referee didn't go check the VAR. The VAR doesn't tell him. The people who are in the VAR room 
how the hell in the world can you not tell the referee to check and that? But isn't there also angles? Oh, and, yeah. and they, and they say they afterwards that there was a miscommunication between the two. But that's again, completely yes, unacceptable. Check it. Now you're it's wasting another well, minute. Add that minute to the uh, to the clock Ludo, again. I want to ask right. you as an example now. Should uh, Mertens be punished for this so no one else? No, does this? I think there's a rule that uh, wow. no, there is no. There, there is a rule that he 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 can't be punished. I think unless it was seen by the VAR or by the referee. Well, how do you feel about that? You think? Oh, I I think that he should be punished too. I think anybody any dive. Because in a, like in American sports, we have that but a lot more. Anybody also, that cheats, you know, we put them right then away. We have boom, a similar, they get in then trouble. we have a similar episode next, yeah. last year. Juventus Napoli, Medet comes any, out, Ronaldo dives. Well, and that Meret one there was actually some contact. Ludo, I knew Ludo, that he was Meret bring clipped that up. him. I saw that clip different angles. He did slightly, even though if he fell a little bit, he did clip him a little bit. Whether he fell all the way. Okay, but either way, either way, a, let's let's just. Say, but I'm just saying in general. It's complete for me. It's completely unacceptable that the referee doesn't go check VAR on a situation like this. Because it changes a match. It really, and and I hate that that the thing, the idea that oh we're gonna waste a minute. No, for a call like this, guess what? You know how much time is wasted to take a freaking penalty kick or to take a free kick. The guy fixes his shin guard. He starts. He's gonna retie his shoe. One one guy grabs the ball. The other guy, no, let me take the throw. Okay, I get cut that out. Cut that out. Why are we doing? We're we're cutting the time on a really important call. And same thing with the Ribery one. Again, how is that not checked? Yeah, the I'm referee's right in front. Man. Again, if it's questionable, and I know they were saying if it was outside the box, they couldn't check. He was on the line. It should have been enough. Those kind of you situations, it, for yeah. me, need to be checked. Even if they take an extra minute, Especially it's too game. important. When we game. have the, If we didn't have the VAR, it would be more acceptable. Now okay. that we have the VAR... To me, it's not Which acceptable. is a shame because when you have all this technology at your disposal, it's supposed to make the game better, not worse. Yeah, yeah. And and we're able to calculate centimeters of all, sides, all sides, but then yeah. millimeters. Clear, yeah, because clear they one. draw that line. It's easier that they draw that line yeah. in the in the middle and they see the hair, the nose, and the... Uh, <laughs> the toes. Right. Sabino, what do you think? No, but the hand, I don't think there's certain the parts of the body that they're not taking into consideration. Hand, your hand. And the, yeah, Any, it's hand. anything that you could score with, exactly. that you legally could Correct. score with. Right. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sabino, right. what do you think? I just want the calls to be consistent, like we were saying. Yes, That's agreed. all it is. Agreed. Like they should go through some extensive training and all like be fluid with what's a goal, what's offside, what's what's a handball, what's not. That's yeah. it. And I'll be happy. Just be consistent with it. Yeah, I think we see that, and then there's arguments. Better communication the between the bar room and the and the uh, and the referee. More images, more angles like at their disposal. Yeah, yeah. The, which can't happen. Which can't which happen. happen. Another thing I just want to add, they should say, the ref should say what's on his mind, like a loudspeaker like they have in American football. So everyone, yeah, so yeah, everyone's aware. Saying, like, so everyone knows what's going on instead of everyone's asking questions and saying what's going on. Yeah, because at the same time, like you said, in the, like for example, in the NFL, you have the refs who have the mic on and you hear them throughout the entire stadium. Exactly. Over there, they're completely silent. All you see right. at the end of the day is once they come out like this, they make the decision. And even yeah, Peter, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's head. going on. You Peter, know the Peter, of the Peter, situation. and my dad were texting us. Guys, what happened on the call? What did he not see? Did Mertens dive? Nobody knows. Nobody, Nobody knows inside the stadium. Yeah, the were there. They, no they were more confused than You're anything right there else, watching so the game live right in front of you, and you have no clue what's going Guys, on. Guys, unfortunately, it's that time, and I have to play Antonio's voice message. Here we go. But the good news, guys, we could shut him off whenever we want. It's like it's like the click button, you know? Here we go. Here we go. All right. My remote control is ready. Okay, guys. This is what I think about the game. Ludovico is a good friend of mine. I love him very much. But Napoli ci ha rubato la partita la Fiorentina. Joe Baroni is a friend of mine too. We all love Fiorentina because of Joe and Rocco. So, uh, Ludovico, uh, you got away with this one here, but uh, you're not going to get away the next time. 
So uh, it's one nothing for you, but uh, don't worry. What goes around comes around. Okay. Well, I hope he says the same thing when Fiorentina plays against Milan. Oh. I hope he says the same exact words if you have controversy in that game. I hope he says the same the same thing. Me, Keep that same energy, Antonio. <laughs> Keep my the same opinion, piece. I don't think I don't think we stole the uh, that. Nah, yes, the, it was the the penalty uh, was there, but it didn't change. There was other goals uh, after that. It, it came like down right. Sure. The experience came out at the end. If you're in Tina, the last 20 minutes, they didn't have that same uh, energy. Was the that, same energy. Uh, was that the whole message he sent? Because I feel like I've never heard him that calm no, before. No, so he broke it up by, by game by game. Oh, so that wow. was just his Napoli. <laughs> <laughs> That's him warming up. He's but getting I ready. Admit, listen, I'm not the type of fan If, if you guys which... want to laugh even more, though, he sent me it twice. He's like, the first one wasn't that good. Hold on, let me send you a second one. But I, I'm, I'm playing the first one. It, I'm admitting it that Mertens was not a penalty. Yeah. I admit that the first one, according to the new rules, it was a penalty on yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're and agreeing. I'm also admitting that it might be a penalty at the end that it should have been checked. The one on Ribéry, I'm saying it. I'm very, I'm not. It is it what it is. It's it. We're just speaking the facts. It's got nothing to do Correct. with emotions of the teams. By the way, last thing before we move on, Montella after the game was very disappointed and upset. He said Mertens dove. Why can't they look at the footage and see that? He said and also stop calling Chiesa a diver after what we saw today. I never want to hear that again. So Montella and I get it. You're a Fiorentina fan. You're a Fiorentina um, coach. You're clearly upset because you feel like it's also the heat of the moment. Your team played really good. You had the opportunity to win. Mm -hmm. um, it is what it is. Let's move on. Uh, and if anybody has anything else to say, otherwise we'll move on. Udinese Milan. Udinese pulled oh, off God. a 1-0 win over Milan. I watched the game at the studio with Antonio, with Michael, and I got to say, I couldn't believe what I was seeing from, from Milan. Similar to like what we're saying with got Juve, two, same, old, Milan, right? same old Milan with the same players. Without the energy... And without that, the grinta, like, that yeah. right, that, that anger, edge, with, yeah. with they, they didn't seem hungry. With with Castillejo as the starting striker along Piontek yeah. and Suso behind him, um, and Borini as uh, one of the central midfielders. Uh, safe to Antonio. Antonio, you know it's bad when Antonio has no words. He couldn't even find anything he, to say. Antonio usually screams, shouts, but there he was just dead silent, looking he, at the TV. I he felt stood. Bad for him he too. stood and he said, "I really have nothing to say." He had nothing to until the controversy happened, and then he found his little scapegoat for for a couple of minutes. <laughs> but until until the very end, and and Udinese is a team that they're a little bit up in the air. They might sell Depaul, even though the moment that they put Depaul on, he actually got the assist mm -hmm. um, where made, where Udinese scored. They made a double switch and they scored both. And the, then one assist, one goal. We'll get um, uh, Sebastian's opinion since he's a Milan fan. And then after the match, I know a lot of Milan fans were disappointed with Gianpaolo, who says, we're, "Okay, we can no longer do the four three one two. We're gonna go." Back to the 4-3-3, where everyone was saying you practice the whole summer with the 4-3-1-2. All of a sudden, you're already switching after the first game. Sebastian, how do you feel about the entire the entire game, the team, as a Milan everything? Fan. All right. As so, a Milan fan. so as a Milan fan, there's a couple of things that go through my mind. One, we have to all remember that, like many other teams in the beginning of the season, everything takes time. Now, do I think that that's an excuse for the performance we had against Udinese? Absolutely not. I'll admit that. But... At the end of the day, you have to also understand that a lot of the members of the team still aren't fully integrated into the squad. You have a couple of players that still aren't fully in form. You have Theo Hernandez that you're missing. You're missing pieces to the puzzle that's going to make up the entire team. So to each, to, this is one thing that I always learned in my life. Good things come to those who wait. Now, this is only one game. 
It's not going to make the whole difference. We can't say that we won the Scudetto like other teams are saying right now. After one Damn. game, after a certain amount of goals. He's looking at you, Sabino. Luka, he's talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about a different type a different type of blue. Not the oh, he's talking to you. So, <laughs> But all kidding aside, uh, yeah, they need to do a lot of work. They need to get back to work. Um, they need to integrate a lot of new members of the squad to see what they can do. Um, a lot of the guys, again, still like people like Leao still have to get fully integrated. Some of them still having to learn to communicate properly with their teammates. So that's another really big thing. And the experience and with the youth is going to really have youth. to be a really big thing. A lot of them are very young talents on the team. So until them all, all of them really pull together really well, there's still going to be a lot to see. There's still going to be magic in Milano, but it's going to take a little bit more time than expected. Only, only thing is, yeah. I agree. I agree for the most part. But then again, on paper, is Udinese's team really better than Milan? Absolutely not. By, by the way, Milan had zero shots on target. Yeah. Not one zero shot. shots you know on target. Against Udinese, that, that's supposed to be doing even worse than last season. Zero shots on target, to me, is the, the crazy part. Yeah. Where I look at myself, and I agree. I 100% agree. It's going to take time. Giampaolo system, similar to Sadi's, is a that's lot of build-up. That's, that's, that's unacceptable. But then though. zero yeah, shots on target. That's not right. And then the, the Castillejo as a striker is just yeah, that was crazy I think Piotr plays me. better when he's the lonely, lonely striker. Yeah. Is and that's what, and and that's what everybody was saying before. You need to change up the formation to having him up there. because the 4 3, three I the, think that would be the best. But you have to put Suso back on the, uh, on the right. On the right-hand side. I agree. No, no, keep talking. I got to find the part where you're talking about <laughs> no, they, I agree with uh, I agree with Sebastian a lot of uh, teams in Serie A changed coaches this year look at Sampdoria they lost 3 nothing at home against Lazio mm -hmm. a new coach Di Francesco Sarri at uh, at Juventus but Lazio Conte. is Lazio well Lazio is, is a good but Sampdoria also played great, uh, great Sampdoria, soccer but Sampdoria have a new coach great soccer Inzaghi's been there for a while now you know so the thing the, the thing that I'm it doesn't convince me uh, 100% is that you, you are a new coach, uh, and you get hired by that particular team. You have those players. You have that team. That team is used to a certain style of play, which they have played the past couple of years. Now, here comes the new coach in and wants to change everything quickly, 100%. Turn the table over, and let's switch and go to my style. Forget about what you learned. Forget about what you did the past two years. I think that approach is wrong. Mm -hmm. You have already something there. You have the foundation that the other coach left you. A little bit at a time, make your changes. Allegri did that really. Allegri did that really well when Conte left. It's a Correct. shock. But if even you do that even Ancelotti did when Sarri left. Yeah. And he left that style yeah. with you know. I goes, I'm not gonna. That's a good point. I'm not yeah. gonna break because that chemistry. you shot the team. You, they don't know Correct. what to do. That's yeah. a good point. So now, totally now this is what's happening with Sampdoria. This is what's happening with with Milan. This uh, uh, Giampaolo did make. He, he had his uh, starting lineup. Those were his thoughts. Sarri did the same thing with Empoli a few years back. He started with the same formation. Then he switched to four three three. Sarri the first two three games that Napoli lost. I believe the first game we lost to Pescara and we lost two games after that. The first three games that Sarri coached at Napoli, we lost. We were dominated. Mm -hmm. Then things started turning around. But I wouldn't just kill everything that was done by, uh, by that coach before. Put your, uh, put your um, sense into it. Put your uh, philosophy, philosophy into, yeah. the, uh, into the team, but gradually... A little bit, a little bit at a time. So I can't, I can't believe I'm saying this real quick. It's still super early, but I think AC Milan's gonna need a year to like just 
rebuild. You know? I, I can't believe I'm saying it's gonna this. be Magic in Milan, but it's gonna be Inter. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm saying this again, but Cas- Casano said Gattuso should have stayed on as the coach. Yeah, as Milan. A lot of stuff, and his logic, <laughs> uh, again, his logic was if Milan is going to keep players like, I'm not sure if he named Borini and Castillejo, he might have. It's Casano, so you might have. But I might have just been <laughs> I might have thinking out loud. Yeah. But he said if you're going to keep players like that, who don't fit Giampaolo's game at all, and you're not going to buy him the right players, you might have just left Gattuso because he'll just get the most out of those players when Giampaolo can't do anything with those guys. True. Which was, yeah, I was thinking to myself, you know, Leao, Duarte, Hernandez is really good. Hernandez is a great player. Leao and Duarte, I don't know that much. Benacer looked good mm-hmm. coming on. But again, guys, that they're, they're tough to judge. They're still tough to judge. And, and I, I do feel for Giampaolo. I think he's a great coach. But when you have to start Castillejo again as your striker, it's crazy. Dude, I was surprised when I saw the starting lineup, but I was, but I was like, yo, trust in Giampaolo, let him do it. Then after the game, I was like, geez, maybe just the well, first Well, also, match. let's not forget that the Mercato's not over yet. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's still things that could happen last minute. Korea. There's, there's a couple last of things. Last minute sales. Last minute <laughs> sales, yeah. Or certain plays that were not worth anything a month ago. Now, since you need them, they're going to be they're priced they're double. Because up. now <laughs> you really need something yeah. at, the end of the, uh, at the end of the Mercato. Like That's the play. true. Yeah. There's a, there's a chance that we might get some presents from Juventus. Who knows? We might get Demeral. Who knows? It's something that's rumored. I was listening Ooh. to today. That would be huge. Excited you need over it. You need it. I think you guys need it. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And they could take him too. Yo, they need a cutting edge player. <laughs> Milan Listen, we might get even Correa too. That's another one. That's another big question mark. That Demiral would be good. Your defense is so bad. The defense is so bad. It really <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah. Milan's defense is so bad. It's yeah. Because, it's I don't because, like Musacchio. It's because it's because and you still have the, two so, the same oh center backs from last season. You need to be able to integrate the new center back. I'm I'm curious to see what Duarte brings to the table. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If we him, can bring them at all, we have options. Demiral's Musa- real good. With, with Musacchio, I'm not convinced. Yeah, Me too. Not all. Me too. I agree with you. Um, it takes time. Guys, yeah. Everything it takes. Uh, it takes time. You saw that one where they were right in front of yeah. the box and he blocked it one handed. He just lasagna said, oh, shot. Lasagna just hit that. That reflex. That's unbelievable. He had that reflex. He's yeah. ch- Let's see. One hand. Stopped it. Let's see who's going to be able to eat the panettone. Oh, it's only three months away. And let's also, let's yeah. also, let's also, not, three. Let's also not forget, at this point in time last away. season, Milan lost the first few couple of games. They weren't doing well in the beginning of the no, season. They got lit up once they got there, mm-hmm. That's true. Boom, boom, boom. Still a long season ahead, boys. <laughs> he, said he needs to, he needs to charge up. He, ne- he needs to charge up his bulls. Before I go, I'm just going in chronological order. Um, I look at Bologna. Who uh, the storyline was really Mihailovic, who of mm-hmm. course we know he's been battling leukemia. Um, he's been in the hospital. He's been coaching the team for six weeks from his hospital bed. They've been live streaming trainings Skyping and their games, stuff, right? um, and he's been coaching using AirPod. Like he's been his assistant coach has helped him a lot. His doctors reportedly had told him not to go to this game that he wasn't you know fit enough. Yeah, he wasn't healthy enough to go to this game, but he wanted to be on the bench. Um, on his first one, the guy's a champion. Um, I really, I really love him. He's a freaking through, hammer. Through. He's a warrior. Yeah. He's a warrior. Um, yeah, love that really, guy. Really he's a warrior. champion, man. I, I really, I, I root for for uh, Bologna just because of that. It's like, how can you not? Uh, so the guy's a champion. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Mihailovic. They got a one-one draw against Elis Verona. Uh, Verona will be happy with that. I didn't catch the game, um, but I'm sure, I'm sure Mihailovic gave it to them in the locker room uh, yeah, uh, sure. after that one. Roma Genoa. A 3-3, six-goal thriller. This was a good game, too. Here's another another example of what we were talking before. New coach, 
new, new philosophy system. right away you try to implement my god the philosophy was attacking of the, of the game and the the defense the philosophy was no defense that <laughs> they're, was, they're that's they're what the philosophy correct. was uh, there was a lot of, of games this weekend that that's were like, true. yeah, 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 you're right. But both both teams, Roma's defense was in shambles. Juan Jesus should never, <laughs> Juan Jesus should not be playing a center back for Roma. He's but, but I would have just threw him on Chini. I don't care if he had jet lag or whatever the <laughs> case was. Yo. A lot of these coaches, they're getting into the habit of playing their defense very, very high, high up, yeah, yeah, high line, very yeah. Yeah. a high line, and that's a uh, that's it's a risky. disadvantage. Yeah. It is, it is exactly. very uh, yeah, because then they get caught after, yeah. They despite, get, uh, the despite it all, dangerous. despite it all, Fonseca says, I'm not going to change my philosophy. He said, it's still going to be the attacking, that they need to improve in defense, yeah. obviously. Uh, but they still need to be attacking. Under scored um, the oh, first goal. Belter. Unbelievable. Jekyll scored two. Yeah, yeah, Jekyll scored. Yeah, yeah, Jekyll scored. Um, Pina Monti for Genoa was, this he kid. was lighting it up. I love this He really, kid. he's from Inter. Really. Well, remember also, to speaking about Under. I remember when Roma purchased him. Mm -hmm. I believe he had a great start. Yes. He scored about yes. six, seven, eight goals. He, and of like course, that. the uh, the uh, opposition um, took the countermeasures. Figured they, him out. He stopped scoring. Yeah. That's the thing with Serie A. They figure you out right away your players and your style of play, and right away they put the the put the, they put the countermeasures on you. So. You're not able to do what you did in other. Uh, Same thing with Cliver. Cliver was a similar case. Yeah. In other, in other, in other games. Yeah. yeah, but this issue. is going to be. I think that it's a little bit different now, just because I think that the pressure is really on Under and Clivert. They're the guys. They got to perform. They're, they're the ones. Yeah. You know, before they were, they were the young kids. Listen, we're going to implement them. They're not going to be starters now. Well, they're like, expected. They're both expected to be starters. Let's not, let's not forget go. though. They're both still relatively young. No, they are. Yeah. They are. But I'm, but I'm saying they're taking a more experienced role oh, in the team in a sense that they're going to be the guys that you're looking for they don't have that, that excuse performances. Like first season now. Now it's like you got to get your feet wet. You got to right. start playing. And Jekyll, Jekyll he fits attacking-wise. Yeah. I thought Roma looked great going forward. On they were fire. dynamic. Only going forward. They were very dynamic. Yeah. But again, like Mike just said, going forward and, I mean, going back, they were horrible and in the defense. And in the Serie A, you need good defense. They were horrible. Exactly. Anything. The defense is what really wins you Scudetti. The best te the teams that win Scudetto is, is usually the, the team that concedes the least amount of goals. Yeah, for the most part. And their defense was very But right poor. now, with these, with these new rules and regulations, to be a defender, you have to be super, super concentrated. Yeah. Every true. step you take, you got to be careful. Somebody enters the box. Am I sticking my foot out? Am I holding myself back? Where are my hands? Where are, where's my hands? Keep your hands in your pockets, right? It's really, it, it, it's, it's really, it, it's really annoying now for these defenders, the kind of pressure that they're under. That's good perspective. That as soon as they get, you know, attacked, oh, I touched this guy. I better not touch him. Otherwise, they... And then they it, dribble it's, you. And then, then it's yeah, a 19-year-old kid that, that at, runs right past you. Look, look at Zeko's goal. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay? Yeah, when he nice. dribbled those, yeah. th those guys, even today, Sensi, Inter. Back in the day, I mean, Zeko dribbling those two guys, <laughs> he would have been on the floor. <laughs> that step that on, was going to happen years and, ago. Uh, yeah. It would have been a, rug, uh, a rugby match in that, in that box. It would have been a dog pile on him. You would never be able to take that shot. But now you're afraid to stick your foot out because you don't know what's going to happen. Where's my hand? You have to think about so many things in a split of a second, and that's, I think, is too much pressure but it make on, the, uh, on the defender because they want, to, they want to make sure that the fans are happy. You get to see the Fiorentina-Napoli games oh, or the Inter-Leche game. <laughs> that's true. Goals that's make true. money, sell tickets, or oh, seven, eight goals. Yeah. 
something spectacular but if it makes, are happy. It makes the level better and the defenders better if you think about it, though. Because you have to be more cautious. You got to study more. You got to be more. Yeah, but then maybe they do their job, what they do best, worst. Like, did you see David Luiz's penalty, the penalty that he gave uh, up? Oh, yeah. In the weekend? Sure, right? Like, to me. It was a little listen, soft. I'm not, I'm not a conservative. Like, I'm okay with rule changes. I like, I loved VAR. I love all that stuff. But to a sense, I'm like, guys. It's this is this is football in 2019. He grabbed his shirt for like a second, a second. A and yes, it was a little bit stupid, but come on. Yeah, I'm, but you, I'm, I guess I'm used to. You're gonna grab the guy's shirt a little bit. If you're a center, but you're the striker, it, you know you're gonna get your shirt it's grabbed. A context for like it, so it can't just be the second like, that you get your shirt grabbed. It's a penalty yeah, it kick. Exactly. To me, to me, we're getting to a point where you're gonna be able to touch the guy. Oh, penalty kick. That's it. You stopped. I'd rather have that to the Mertens one. But the thing is now <laughs> consistency. That's what we. Spoke it wasn't about even touched before. and he went down. <laughs> but and Kwame, Kwame too. Shout yeah, out to Kwame, Kwame from Genoa and Shone. Shone was killing it. The guy, yo, the kid from I, Ajax. Yo, I want to give a clap. He was so to good. Gen I want to give a clap to Genoa. I don't know how they got Shone. If you guys don't know him, he was a midfielder from Ajax that went almost to the Champions League final. And, yeah. He, and he's not yo, just he's a name. Sending, he's just yo, a, not he's just a name. He was real good. He was really good. Amazing yeah. passes, yo. He's gonna be a bull. And he's an architect. And I remember really I, I was listening to the commentary in the game. I think they said this is the first time that Genoa took a point away from the from the Olympicos. Since 1994. Wow. wow. Andrea is a great coach. I love Andrea Zoli, the coach of Genoa, the new coach of Genoa. He's a very, very good coach. They look good all around. Genoa, I have Genoa pretty high. I think I'm in like 11th place. Um, and they showed me that they're real good. They got to do better defensively. Mm -hmm. They were playing against Roma, who's a tough team, especially in attack. Uh, but Pinamonte and Kwame, I was with this Napoli fan, uh, Dario. Um, <laughs> you guys probably know Dario. Yesterday, he was telling me that, first of all, he started the conversation with Pinamonte is going to be the Capo Cananiere of the Serie A. He's, he's, he's an Napoli fan. After a couple of minutes, the, the hype died down, and then he he, he nudged down to Pinamonte's going to have more goals than Lukaku. He made a bet with me. I, said, over, I said Lukaku was going to have more goals than Pinamonte. He said Pinamonte. Listen was Ludo, listen what do you think? Pinamonte is a great... Is a, is a great uh, but who's going to have more player. goals? Again, a lot of goals that Pinamonte is going to score, they're going to be from outside the, the box. It all depends when they play against that team, if the countermeasures that we spoke about before... But I think Pinamonte is a play that is good for uh, 10 to 13 goals per uh, Okay, per so season. how many is Lukaku? Lukaku, Lukaku it, all it all depends. Lukaku is a, in Serie A. Uh, he's good for about 20 goals. He can score 20 right, goals. So he's, he's a type of play Lukaku that he... More. Dario, you hear that? He has physical. <laughs> uh, he, he has physical. He, he, uh, he's technical. He has the speed, progression. He waits until the team comes up. He can hold the ball. He plays with his back towards the uh, the the net. Yes, if, you, if he has the players yeah. uh, around him, he can definitely score twenty uh, goals. I think goals I think uh, Dario was a little bit too excited. What do you think? Lukaku more than Pinamonti this season. Yes, no, no, absolutely. Sebastian. Absolutely. Yeah, you so, get more service. All right, so this is going to be me looking like me looking like a jab at Inter, but <laughs> let's also remember something. Oh, boy. Uh-oh, Lukaku played against Lecce today. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. I don't know if that's going to be every game he's going to be able to score. And plus, also, not to mention, not to say that the goal was the most beautiful goal that he did. It was a tap, it was a tap well, It's positioning. Right. It's Yes, it's positioning, but also to a certain point, it's also luck. It's also where the ball, where the it's also where the ball lies. But I think, I think with Conte's system, like these midfielders are shooting like yeah. crazy too. So yeah, to get that opportunity, to get those tap ins. Don't he's, got two, he's got two fast players. He's got the Lautaro and the Sensi. Those guys could take any player one on one. They have the speed. They're very technical. And they're good in tight uh, and in tight <clears throat> spaces. And when you have players that can do that, like a weave with the ball, like correct, that. Yeah. right. But, but 
Yeah. Yeah. But wait, Sebastian, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give me an answer. You gotta give me an answer. I don't Peter know. Monty or Lukaku? I don't know. Who's gonna have more? I kind of want to be. I kind of want to be the come little on, bit of know, different one on the table. No, 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 you no, no, no. Know, all, come on. all kidding. All kidding aside. All kidding aside. I really, I really do like Pinamonte a lot. I think he has a lot of promise. I don't know. Uh, don't lie to yourself. Pinamonte <laughs> <laughs> is great. Don't get us all wrong. But so yo. you're saying Pinamonte? I'll say Pinamonte. Why not? I respect wow. That. Um, yeah, you guys are much more optimistic. I like him. I like the kid, but oh, I like the kid. Yeah. He's not going to be Capo Carinieri. Capo Carinieri, no. But do I think he maybe he, he has a chance to be up there in one of the top? He has at least 15, 16 the funniest, goals. The him, funniest part was more. Dario's reasoning. He goes, every general striker. Every striker the general has always Capo This is a good point, though. This is a great point, though. Yeah, but that could be the basis of your argument. I was like, all right. There's but. something in the water over there, right? The drink is no, they do have good strikers. They do produce uh, real good strikers. Let's talk about Inter. <laughs> Let, let's, let's talk about Inter since uh, since we hinted on them. Four zero against Lecce. Uh, I was it was expected for me. Uh, Lecce wasn't that great. Uh, Conte's first first game um, at Inter. Peter went to again, like we said, uh, real. Peter's good doing his little tour in Italy right yeah. now. <laughs> Peter is very very optimistic. He is the smile on his face. That I haven't seen I haven't that. seen that since twenty ten. I haven't seen that ear to ear. Yep. But Lecce did not disappoint me, guys. I, no, I, I not at all. I think the way they were put on the, uh, on, on I, the I field, it was very... I think Lecce's thing in the Serie A still, regardless. Yeah, Lecce, it was, was a nice... You know, so when I first team. came, it's like the first half, there was a, they had a couple opportunities to score. But you can't compare against Inter. One, no, there one was, favorite there, there was a huge, Scudetto, so There was a huge difference. I mean, yeah, technically, Inter and Lecce, individual, you know, individuality on the field, it's two completely different uh, levels. Never mind the style of play alone, just by the plays you have on the field, mm -hmm. you should be able to win that game uh, easily. Course, but yeah. I'd love to see a Lecce against a Genoa or these other teams. I'm sure they're going to figure they're going to play great, uh, In great soccer. Inter, Inter is the team of the moment right now. There's all the hype around them. How do you feel? How do you feel about the game? How do you feel about the season? Tell us a little bit. I think we have... Uh we, I think we could have a good season, second, third place, but Juventus is stacked. Oh Don't play these mind games. What are you doing? Juventus, Juventus is stacked, let's be honest. And what, Inter's We're not? Still, I mean, Juventus is insane. Spend a lot of money. I mean, we did, we did, we did spend a lot of money. And I'm Sanchez excited. There's still some if, money to if Lautaro could take the next step up, because we still don't have that second striker. Sanchez is coming. Sanchez, Sanchez is coming. Is it, is it guaranteed? They, they're saying he's by tomorrow. They said be. within 48 hours he's going to be the, a new Inter player. Officially. So let's say, assuming, assuming, assuming. Right? assuming. Well, trying, Inter, Inter is trying to save on the salary. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Really EPL is oh, really? ruining this uh, transfer market. Yeah. Ahead of Sanchez, though. This season. Lautaro's still a little raw. Lautaro's a little raw. He's going to get some good competition. I like I think it's even. I like I him, think, too. I like I him, too. Yeah, he did yeah. have a I think it's better, though. Best yeah, I'm not crazy about Lautaro. It's better I'm not crazy. I'm not over the moon. I think Sanchez would be, would be the starter with, with Lukaku. Personally. Then you have a guy like Barella in front of the defense oh that balances God. the... Uh, Barella made his debut today. He did yeah. great. Sanchez's been playing very good. He started... Sanchez was man of the match Sanchez's on fire. I think he was man of the match. The whole preseason tour, he's been on fire. You can't stop that guy. I was like, yeah, he's okay. But yo, he's. But even when he was with Sassuolo, I never saw him. I didn't think he was that great. such fire on 40 million. It's just Conte's a coach, that's why. Well, but let's see now what happens the next uh, the next game. <laughs> yeah, okay. See, it's all it's back down to earth. We all reality. It's the truth. It's the surprise. I can't be happy for my new team or something. Inter got the second against Lecce. What is that? 
easy. Yeah, bro. This is see. This is the thing about Conte. To me, to me, Conte. I've said it many times. He's he's the best Italian coach right now. For in my opinion, Conte is the best coach, and I think. He Better really gets he gets the best, yes. He gets Ooh, the best out of these exciting. kinds of players. Like to make Kandreva play the way he does, he really makes him he makes these guys good. And like you said about the midfield, I love Conte's midfielders. The five in the in the midfield, they score so many goals because they're so dynamic. And you'll notice this season, you'll you'll notice that a lot. You know, he has that Lukaku who gets the ball, and then it allows players like Sensi and Barella or the even Brozovic yeah. to go through so many goals from Juve in 2010 and 2011 were from Marquisio and Vidal, who overlapped. And, and so you're going to see that so much. And it's difficult to defend because it's, right. not, it's not like Juventus where you're looking right. at Ronaldo. And you need, to have, you need to have the appropriate changes, subs, that when these guys get tired... That's true. ...on their not... You know, the Sunday, that game is not going their way. You can make the sub at That's the right true. time. That's and true. continue keeping that style. That's true. His Conte's, Conte's intensity and his game is very, very demanding. So you have to be always very Physically concentrated. Exactly. Physically and mentally. You know, Azamoa, who knows the system very well, so he's implemented fine on the left wing back. But the right wing back, it takes a lot. You know, Conte always wants, if one guy goes up, he's got to stay back. And you're going up and down all game. It's difficult. And we saw even DeVry today, he pulled out. Um, in training. He pulled out in training. Yeah. He had, they had to throw. They had Ranocchia uh, come in, slot in center back. Also, Marco, remember, in order to implement, in order, see, in order to have a Conte in your club, you need to give him complete control. authority, yes. Yes. control, Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. And that's what he wanted from Real Madrid, and that's Real Madrid Absolutely. said, no, we're that's not what, giving you that. And that's why he was not, he didn't go Even to Real Chelsea, Madrid. Even at Chelsea, he didn't really, Correct. he didn't really. Yeah. He needs that to have the, that full That was spot. the problem. Now, when you have a, a club that backs you up, Regardless what you do and what you say, backs you up 110. percent Especially with money. Now, especially with Marotta. <laughs> now the locker room has to follow you yeah. because it's not only the the players cannot bypass the yeah, coach exactly. and go to the club and say we're not following him any longer. Yep, he's not our coach anymore. Exactly. The locker room when he has the club now it's two against one. You have the players and then you plus he has Oriali there. Also, that is very good in managing the uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 locker room. So, but now it takes even with with Icardi, the way they handle Icardi, they're not going back. Yeah, He's, they're not going back on their on their Another decision. Word. Yeah, yeah. Icardi yeah, is hoping. I was actually surprised that he didn't suit up. It's a, I mean, no, he's not going to suit yeah, up. He's not he's going. Not going to he didn't up. even go to the stadium. He's not going. No. Now nobody's really going to give in to get paid a price. Yeah, exactly. No, they're taking the loss over there to set a precedent. Well, my opinion, in the long term, that's very My good, opinion is this: one that said last night that <laughs> someone said at Inter <laughs> that uh, he, uh, you know, he he should stay. She's horrible. Nobody. <laughs> said, I'm sorry. Nobody said that. Damn. His thing is, She's and, and we all know how Italian soccer is, and the opinion of the. Uh, of the newspapers. Remember, in Italy, you have three, four newspapers that have to sell newspapers every single day. So one thing that happens this Sunday, the next following Sunday, they could turn against you. Yeah, so now he's hoping, I'm going to stick around. I'm going to give 100% at every practice. I hope it doesn't happen. But this is what he's thinking in the back of his mind. I hope someone gets hurt. I hope Lukaku doesn't score as many goals. He's going to miss a few goals. A couple of games are going to end 0-0. Inter is not going to play that well. What do you think the media yeah, is going exactly. to say? Yeah. 
They're going to start saying, why is Icardi, sitting why is at Icardi home. in the stand? Bring him back. Why doesn't he bring him on the bench? He would have scored those goals. He could have done this. He could have done that. And now the media turns against Inter because not everything is going according so smooth to according to plan. So that's what he's thinking. Let me stick around and let me see what happens in the next five, six, seven months. That's a risky strategy. Going, that right? That's a risky strategy. You're playing with fire. He's playing with fire. He is. He is playing. And with even fire. Marotta said today, he said absolutely nobody, no less. They were they were saying it was probably Zong who told who said told Icardi to stay. He said no less. Zong told him that that Icardi is Agreed. going back. He said 100 percent Icardi is no longer part. So he's of hoping our plans. that the team is not going to do well. He's hoping that the team is not going to do <laughs> They're going to take it away from him tomorrow. They're going to take it away from tomorrow. Sanchez. Once Sanchez comes, he's going to change his jersey for the third time. They're, gonna, they're just humiliating him. He yeah. hopes that the team is not going to do somebody. well. So now the media turns yeah. in his favor, said, yeah. but if Lukaku is not producing or this guy is not producing, bring Icardi back. You're going to win these games. Icardi and Lukaku would be insane though up there. I, to me, I think I think Conte would put him back if he had had the opportunity. Yeah, I don't believe that Conte so wouldn't, would. but I think that he, there's no going back now at this no, point. Marotta, Marotta has back. again. Marotta is the same way. He has to have complete control. He yeah. wouldn't have accepted this Inter job if he didn't. If you know, then then the owner. Remember, like Berlusconi used to tell you know his uh, Galliani used to tell the coach, ah, you should play this formation. You know, it's not going to happen over there. Whatever Marotta says. That's it. No, Period. And and Conte and he his and then Marotta gives his word to Conte, where Conte says Brozovic, um, not Brozovic, Nangolan is not part of the plans. That's it. He's gone. getting out. This guy's getting out. Perisic and, gone. And you do take a step back, but I think that that Inter's the most serious team right now in Italy after Juventus because I think that they have a really clear plan. And I think that we've seen a couple teams who get to the Champions League, right? You know, they, they're out of the, the Champions League spot, even Milan, Roma, and then they don't really have a foundation. And I think Inter's really trying to build a foundation sure. as a club and even as a company with the, with the things that they're doing. So... To me, if, if you're an Inter fan, the exciting. next team that's not Juve will be Inter to win this. It's going to be this season, too. Well, I'm saying I, it. I, I, I it's going to be this season. I personally think, and I know that uh, uh, tomorrow the, the Juventus uh, fans will be, uh, will be all uh, <laughs> against me. They uh -oh. will, they will uh, turn against me. Get ready. I personally think that <laughs> Juventus, Juventus this year went through a, uh, a drastic change with the, with the coaches and with the coaching and philosophy from Allegri to Sarri. It should be a transitional year for Juventus, even though the main concern objective is the Champions League. And I think for the Serie A teams, for the Scudetto, I think a couple of other teams will have the opportunity. The gap will not be as big as it was yeah, in the previous so. years in points. I agree. I think because of this transition, the other teams, if they capitalize and they don't fall through the cracks and everything goes according to plan, I think we should have a very interesting season between 100%. Juventus, Inter, and Napoli. And Napoli a close, no, I think it's, a that's close what it's going to be. Serie a, then, then we, uh, then previous we, uh, then we think in previous seasons. No, <laughs> I think it's points, gonna, no, again, I think it's going to be even. I think it's going to me. I agree with you, Ludo. I think that this is going to be a transition year for Juve, and I think the whole thing will be the balance of is Juve's quality, like you said, they have crazy depth, the best depth, the some of the the quality of the players are ridiculous. 
their philosophy and that change, the growing pains that they're going to have, will that outweigh the quality of their team? And then the gap of Champions League and then the gap of Inter and Napoli getting better. And to me personally, my prediction, and it's a bold prediction, you know, most likely, yes, Juventus would win, but I'm, I think that Inter will be able to, to do it. I'm going to guess Inter, but I think I agree with you. Those top three teams, it's going to be really close. It's not going to be 11 points. By the way, we forgot about Antonio. I, I forgot. Thank I, God. I thought we muted. I, <laughs> I, 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 I thought we muted him. What happened? I, let, let, let's hear what he has to say. I think this is about the Milan game. Let's hear. Uh, I'm ready to. I don't want to say anything about my uh, AC Milan because Gianpaolo is at the very beginning. I saw a team very much. Uh, he sounds like he's at a Confused on the field. I don't think Suso <laughs> belongs behind the two uh, forwards. I don't think Castillejo is a forward. I wish we still had Cutrone with us, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Anything is Giampaolo is not a coach. Those are the cards that we've been dealt, and that's we're going to play the best possible way we can. All right? Uh, as far uh-huh. as uh, all the VARs, the uh-huh. VARs, everybody involved into that, that room over there <laughs> calling the, the, you know, the replay and the, the, uh, the referees, they should be shot. Oh, my okay? God. At the very least. <laughs> At the very least, getting paid so much money, not even with the help of a video, with the clear evidence, are capable to make a decision that they make any sense. Okay? Let me take that job. All right? And then I show you. Nobody's ever going to complain. All right? Especially the Juventus uh, squads (laughs) and the inter squads of my friend Peter. (laughs) Enjoying his life right now in Europe, traveling up and down. Shopping on the inter shop, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. As far as Roma, Roma, I think it's a- all right. Okay, have, have we Anto, heard enough? Anto, bye. Uh, we, I, I like Mute. this. I like this. Have you, yeah. He said some funny stuff. Okay, Antonio in charge of VAR, absolutely not. <laughs> I he's actually told me before we've joked about this. We said, Antonio, what would you because he's such a fanatic. Like me, you know, I don't really care too much. You know, I, I could see a different opinion. You know, Antonio is so fanatic that he can't. And he told me, he's like. He's like, you know what? If Milan ever does play, he goes, even if it's not a penalty, I'll definitely give the penalty to Milan. <laughs> he just <laughs> look, he took a deep look. He took he he took a deep look at himself. He goes, I know I'm supposed to be a professional. He goes, but if Juventus is playing, they're never gonna get a penalty onto me. <laughs> he goes, I don't care if the guy gets he shot in the box. Serious, he said it's I couldn't stop laughing. I'm in favor of VAR, but I'm in favor of consistency. Yeah. yeah. And in favor better of communication between the ref and the VAR room. More decisions, more calls should be checked. Right, go check it. More eyes, better decisions for for everyone. Make the right call. Consistency, correct. That's it. Make the right calls. I this agree. Sunday will be against you. The following Sunday will be in your favor. But as long as everything balances out at the end of the season, and nobody can say that that team was favored. Oh, they went to see five times VAR for that team. My team, they never went. Decisions, nobody has, should say anything because of the consistency all around throughout, uh, throughout Serie A. 100%. Better images, better cooperation, better understanding between the uh, VAR room and the, uh, and the ref on the field. Before we end and uh, take a, a couple questions and then end, uh, Atalanta came back from 2-0 down against Spal. Muriel. And won 3-2. Muriel. a killer. Two Love goals. The, two the guy goals. on his debut really knows how to make his name. He, he came even, off the bench and scored yeah, too. Yeah, he came off the bench and Unbelievable. scored. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, he did. He really did. He bailed him out. Gasparini was shining his shoes after. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lazio also put three past uh, Sampdoria. Um, Immobile reached his 100th goal. 101 his goals. He got 101, yeah. but he reached his 100th um, in Serie A. And he's one of the most prolific. I don't remember. There was a stat about since like 2015, nobody's had... Yeah, 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 he's yeah. he's been insane. He's got an insane. I know we, we you know we we give him a hard time. I think, uh, I think a everyone, lot of Immobile. I think everyone does a lot. Yeah, a lot of people give him a hard time. Yeah, he, does. he does. He does. Hopefully they transmit to the Italian national Lazio, team. Right? Hopefully um, in the future yeah. the national team. Mike, you, you have a question? You read my mind. But he feels the pressure. <laughs> I, I I feel that when why? he played, when he puts that Italian uh, uh, national that's team jersey on, he feels the pressure. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Mike, we let's answered get some questions. most questions, but I'm gonna answer a couple. Okay. Uh, coming from Bobby, he says, uh, "Inform Lukaku or inform Icardi. Who would you get to enter? Inform Icardi. Player. Inform. Under under Conte, I would take Lukaku. But if we're talking in general, I would take inform Icardi That's on my team. One. As long as it doesn't have Vanda. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that Antonio wants Wanda. On, on his side. He, he, he wants Icardi on Milan, but he, if he doesn't come with Wanda, usually we would say, no, we don't want Wanda to come with him. The baggage to come with Antonio wants Wanda with him. What do you guys think? Uh, both in form, both uh, seasons I would take, of the Me, line. personally, Icardi. I would take Icardi, too. Mike? Man. Minus Wanda, though. I'm so excited about Lukaku. No question about his talent. Yeah, yeah they, I'm right. so. I mean, I lo I'm loving Lukaku now in the beginning of the season, but yo, Icardi when he was on form, he was like my favorite Serie A player. He was he was finishing everything, so I have to go with Icardi. He's got that. He he really has the potential to be the best number nine. In all the, the all the drama to aside, me, exactly. he's got a lot of talent. No, he comes with a lot of baggage. Yeah, that's, it's the baggage that comes with. That's the issue them. at the end of the day. All baggage aside, right. I think in Napoli could be in Napoli could be the the next uh, the next Maradona, the next. Uh, oh, Maradona! Well, just to, look at Higuain. Look at the way Higuain. They make you know they made Higuain feel when he was with uh, with uh, with Napoli, and that's the right. He could be the next base. Higuain. I do. They made agree bring that. the best out of a player. The passionate fans of uh, of Napoli can bring the best out of Icardi and whatever Napoli it's produces. A, it's a yeah. yeah, yeah, but De Laurentiis will make him into a, a movie character. See, he'll write, he'll write a play Inter about him. Inter did accept Napoli's offer. Napoli and Inter, they do have an agreement. They do have an understanding. Money, they're on the same but page. Icardi. They know, but Icardi that doesn't want yeah. that doesn't want I'm to. I'm uh, surprised to go. by that. Inter leave. accepted Napoli's offer. Milik, real quick, Milik versus Icardi. Milik obviously has more natural talent. You know, he's better, but I think Icardi is much better natural as a finisher. Talent? Natural yes. talent. Milik, yeah, what do you mean by that? Milik is much better on the ball than Icardi. Well, I mean, oh, I, yeah, I, I, would I would say maybe like he's more technical. Like yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. yes. Naturally, he's just much Icardi, better. Icardi is a much better finisher. He's a poacher. Better player overall. Based on what Napoli produces, the style of play of Napoli... It's made for Icardi. It's made for Icardi. I agree. For a player like I agree with that. 100%. Okay. I agree. Last question from Nicholas. He said, which team's performance this week surprised you the most, good or bad? Oof. I'm going with Milan for the bad. I, I put more emphasis on Giampaolo. I thought they're going to start off the their first game good, That's get good the three points, but they lost. Question. What do you guys think? I know mine. Uh, I think Roma. Roma? In a good way or in, bad Yeah, which way? way? In a negative way. Oh. Really? <laughs> wait, yes. you didn't, wait, without Manolas, you thought they'd do something? No, I mean, <laughs> if, if you're Roma and you're playing against Genoa, you're playing home, Roma hasn't, the last time Roma tied at home was when Zeman was the coach. I don't know how many years ago was statistically that. Statistically, though, you're going. I feel that Roma okay. should have won he that game. I think that, you know, to get three I goals from, uh, from Genoa at home and, and uh, tying that game, I think that should have been an easy uh, game for, uh, an easy win for, uh, for Roma, Sabino? in my opinion. If uh, Atalanta, they, they squeeze it out then, but... 
I was really shocked. Man. That's a good one. That's a good one. Alana's a top four team. I was I was with you there with Atalanta, but even Genoa surprised me a little bit too because of the fact that another good one. They they came up under a huge rock under the under the Colosseum over there in Roma, and they were able to take that point away. They claimed that it was theirs. I put them in ninth place, Genoa. I think I put them a little too high because they got some sick players. No, they're much better. And yeah, mine would be Fiorentina. I knew that they were going to come out real good, but I didn't know. Good, right? But I yeah. think nobody else realized how good they were come yeah, back. Exactly. And also, what does that say about that we all chose different teams? Like the surprises. The Serie A's back, it was, you know, Serie A's back. It's been too long. Back and better uh, than ever. And I think that this is going to be one of the most exciting seasons. We've said it before, but I think it's going to be one of the most exciting seasons in many, many years. Since, well, since what 20, I'm happy about, 11, uh, uh, 12. Marco, is you're right about being the best season. We also, uh, Serie A, is back to the way it was in the 80s and 90s. More so competitive, right? More competitive and getting quality players yeah, yeah, are coming players. to Italy. True, okay. true. Premier players, yeah. good players, yeah. names that a couple of years ago would only play and go to EPL yeah. or maybe La Liga. Now they're coming to and they're coming to, uh, they're yeah. coming to Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ribéry, yeah. the defender from Juventus. They leaked. Uh, Lukaku, yeah, a lot of even Lozano, Lozano to choose there. Mario Rui, that's a big piece. That's a big piece. A lot of players are now they're starting to believe in. They're starting to believe in in Serie A, and they're coming back. And also, let's not forget that now the government implemented the new the new law that when someone leaves Italy and goes to work. Uh, outside of Italy and then comes back, there's certain advantages for uh, uh, tax purposes. Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh. I don't know. They, are, that they, know. they would pay very low oh. taxes. Their taxes would be cut, yeah. Oh, nice. The taxes would be, would be cut yeah, in order trying to, to bring them back. You know, to bring back these... Uh, so let's say, for example, if a Cavani or player that left Sanchez. Italy and now... Sanchez. Sanchez. Sanchez would come back, yeah. the taxes that Inter would pay on his salary oh, would better. be... My understanding of the uh, new law... Not even $100,000 a year. Oh, wow. wow. It would be extremely low. Wow. And also, the, uh, to add on to that, I think that the the, the mid-table teams have gotten a lot better. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that those kind that, that competition, to me, last year, it, it was like there. they were a lot of the teams were walkovers. Like, a lot of the teams were just not there to fight and to challenge, like Genoa's and, and um, Fiorentina, you know, Fiorentina's and Spals. Yeah, yeah, Marco, yeah that's, that's also, true. That also too early. Look what happened with Fiorentina yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fiorentina last year with Pioli, they were flying high until until January, and then Pioli left. Something happened with the with the De La Valle. Pioli left. They couldn't win a game. Mm-hmm. So a lot of uh, the, I think the first Actors. report card to give out the first report <laughs> card. I think we should wait after it's Christmas. Too soon. Okay. Yeah. Too soon for the, uh, for the panettone. For the, uh, for the panettone. Ludovico, <laughs> thank you for coming on. Always We're going to have you a lot now. Sebastian, thank you too. Thank I appreciate you it, man. We have me the fan. Sabino, Sabino, guys, early check congratulations it out. Congratulations on the Scudetto. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you see, yo, Mike's mad funny. Mind Mike, games. Mike likes to say this, mind but then when we, predict, when we did a prediction video, he doesn't choose Inter as the winner because he's too scared you know, to go on record. Exactly. But you know why too? Because then he could say, he could go back and be like, oh, look, I said Inter were going to win the Scudetto. So he has two choices. Now he's got Inter and Juventus winning Scudetto. I did say I want Inter to win it. Can't double dip, Mike. Wants, yeah, can't exactly. double dip, Mike. Mike, Mike exactly. is the type of guy he wants the bottle full and the wife drunk. Uh, <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, that's, a, that's, also, that's a funny one. Shout out 
out Sabino and Growing Up Italians, guys. You got to check out their podcast um, and check out their Instagram. They do Make a really sure you get your job. Italian passport. Grow up Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, are you? Good. Um, guys, as always, Serie A's back. Uh, Italian Football TV for your merch and uh, exciting times ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Forza Napoli. Ciao. Ciao. Forza Interview.